Good morning, everyone. I hope you guys are having an awesome day so far. Um, man, I had this. I woke up with this, and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to share this one. So um, yesterday, I had the uh, privilege of chatting with an old friend from high school. Um, he reached out and was like, hey, you know, we hadn't probably talked since high school. So it had been like 10 years. So I was like, oh, yeah, how's it going? Um, just caught up and whatnot. But um, he was reaching out about entrepreneurial stuff. So he's got his own business, and he'd seen some of the things that we had had and kind of wanted a sounding board. And so I was like, ah, sure. Um, and I thought it was there, was, there were some things that were covered that were so central to a lot of the things that um, people in this group uh, talk about and struggle with. That I was like, well, you know what? This is too good not to make a video about. So first thing is, um, from an outside standpoint, uh, he was in a partnership that made no sense. Meaning, if you both are doing the exact same thing in a business, there's really no point for you guys. To, like, if you have the same skill set and all you're doing is dividing up work, there's no point in being in a partnership because it will come to a head. Because at some point, you will be able to pay someone to do what the other person is doing. And then you will resent that person for taking half the income of the business rather than just paying the hourly rate that you would have paid that person. I've walked a bunch of gym owners out of partnerships. Um, and it's just because it doesn't make sense. And eventually it does come to a head. Um, and so that was the first thing that I was like, hey, here's a red flag. This doesn't make a lot of sense. Second thing um, was that he uh, had one aspect of his business that was like a cash cow, but he had three or four other things under the same kind of roof um, of his business that uh, were potential, you know, big ones later, maybe opportunities, that kind of thing. And so the first thing I said was, forget about all that other stuff. Keep doing the one thing that's making you money and do more of that. Because at the end of the day, um, you can have a $100 million business that does one thing. There's this fallacy that we have as entrepreneurs when we start out and we think, oh, I need to have a lot of aspects to my business. Like, no, you don't. If anything, that's just like a common trait of people who are starting out in business is thinking, mind you, I did this too. So I'm not saying like, I'm not trying to be on, on a pedestal here. I'm saying like, I did this for a long time. Um, and I tried it, uh, Russell and I've had conversations about this. Um, yeah, at one point, I think he said he had like, eight businesses and he could not pass this revenue level until he got rid of everything and had one, right? One focus. And so like, this is for all of you guys who are like, well, maybe I'll start an online business with my gym business. Don't do that. It's a second business. It's a second focus. Do not do that. Both will go down. All right. Like it, it doesn't work that way. That's like some fallacy that like the world tells us about how business works, right? One business, one focus. All right. Like, um, he was in the contracting world and whatnot. And so he's like, roofs are our cash business, our cash cow, but we have some general contracting work. We do some, you know, remodeling stuff. We're trying to do some like real estate deals. And it's just like, you can have a hundred, you know, a billion dollar roofing business, just roofing. It's all you need. Right. And if you're this big and you're just starting out, why would you have four different emphasis? Like, don't be a master of nothing, right? Like, one focus is already enough to have to build beautiful processes around how you're going to generate leads, how you're going to nurture them, how you're going to sell, how you're going to do the fulfillment, can the teams have amazing customer service, and then how you're going to get them to give you uh, referrals and get more business from that person, right? So that was the second piece of advice is I was like, hey, take all your focuses away, focus on one thing, and do it really, really well, right? That can, that can lead you to as much money as you want. You don't need more businesses to make you more money. If anything, they will take more attention from you and you will make less money. 
Third thing is uh, something that he said. And he said, uh, I want, he's like, I just, I just want to get this business so that it, you know, it kind of runs without me and, 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 and makes money, you know, without me, without me being there. And so, uh, I told him, I was like, Hey, total pipe dream, never going to happen. <laughs> and so it's, I mean, think about this. How many people have heard like, yeah, like, like I just want my business to run itself. That never happens. Like no real, like think about Jeff Bezos, right? Most successful entrepreneur right now of all time. You think he doesn't work? Think like you think he doesn't go to Amazon every day and think about Amazon stuff all day long, every single day, right? You think Steve Jobs didn't think about Apple all day long, every single day, right? So it depends on what you're trying to do with your life. You know what I mean? Like if you want to leave a legacy, or and like if you want to build a business that lasts, or you want to have like a you know a short term like sort of trick that makes you money for a little bit and then it goes away. Because the end of the day, like I asked him, I was like, what are you gonna do? Like, with this free time that you now have because your business is making money on autopilot, what are you going to do? Sit on the beach for like two days and then you'll get sick of it and you get back into it. Because like, that's how entrepreneurs are. We want to do stuff. And so it's this lie that we're telling ourselves and then we feel like we're, we're failing at business because we're working. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it's just, it's this internet marketing dream of like, look, it's me at the beach, but I've spent 10 hours running and split testing ads to show you this ad of me on the beach to pretend to have a lifestyle that doesn't even exist, right? You've heard me say the business is like a, a garden, not a machine, and it's true. You gotta water it. You don't have to necessarily be there all the time, but you gotta work on it and it's still gonna be in your head, right? So I'm still gonna get rid of that, of that dream. And the last thing was, um, he was like, well, you know, what, what should I do, what should I focus on, right? And so, uh, I was like, listen, right now you have, you have something you're good at. You're good at, you know, you're good at making roofs. Um, but five core functions, right? You don't have any way of generating leads that's consistent. You don't have a nurture process. You don't really have a sales process. You have fulfillment and you have a little bit of referral, right? That's your business right now. So you have a little bit here, these last two and none of these. I was like, so you should be going all in on these first three. How do I generate leads? How do I generate increase? What's the process of getting them to take an appointment with me? And then how do I get them to take me over any other roofing company, right? Which is the sales process. And so, um, I remember when I was talking about this, he's like, man, but like how much, how much time did you dedicate to learning this? And I, <laughs> I should being like all the time, all of it, all of it. And, um, I don't know how it came up or how we transitioned from that statement to, um, he was like, yeah, man, I mean, I, I do like to party. I like to, you know, have fun. And, and I was like, that's awesome. I was like, but you're not going to beat me. Right. And by me, I'm not saying me, I'm saying like that other guy who's also trying to make his money in roofing and doesn't right. Like I remember two years ago, I wrote down every single thing I was willing to give up in order to win. And I was like, if I'm willing to give up more, I will win more period. Right. And there was this uh, interviewer, I can't remember his name, who interviewed like 2,500 gold medal athletes. And he was just trying to find character traits um, that, that, they, you know, that they, they, they embodied, right? And one of them was obviously that they saw you know, failure as a part of success in terms, from a learning standpoint, that like they needed to do repetition. Like that was one of the main things that they believed, which makes sense, right? 
Mosey Nation, real quick, if you are a business owner that has a big old business and wants to get to a much bigger business, going to 50, $100 million plus, we would love to talk to you. And if you like that or would like to hear more about it, go to acquisition.com. You can apply anywhere on the page and talk to one of our team and see if we can help you get there. But one of the other ones, and the one that I found really, really interesting, was that winners, the greatest of all time, don't care much about winning. They hate losing. And so a lot of people think like, oh, the best guy in the world, he just must be addicted to winning. It's like, no, they're not. Because when they step on the field, they expect to win. They're like, like it's almost a relief to win because they knew they were going to win because they're more prepared than everyone else was. They're willing to give up more than everyone else was because they hated the alternative so much. And so I don't know why that really resonated a lot with me because like, and maybe it does with you. Um, man, I just hate losing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, and I think about that every day and like every time I would, you know, like, you know, forego going out and, and you know what? And right now I, I remember I used, to, I used to think to myself when I had, when I wasn't married and I had no kids and it was just me in the gym. And so maybe this speaks to somebody, but I always used to think to myself when I would stay in on a Friday night or I'd be reading all day Saturday or reading all day Sunday and like trying stuff, you know what I mean? And like literally working every single day was I was like, every day my competition is spending time with their kids. Every day that they're spending time with their wife, I was like, I'm winning. I was like, I'm getting ahead. I'm getting ahead and I'm learning, right? Every single day that they rest, I will beat them, right? I used to think that way. And um, <laughs> still kind of do think that way, but now I have a wife who works with me, so we work twice as hard and we don't have any kids. <laughs> so, um, but anyways, uh, I remember he, he asked something about like, he's like, well, how long, you know, like, how hard, how, basically the question was like, how hard do you work, you know, um, now and then, then, you know, and I don't know if I talk a lot about like the beginning days of when we opened the gym and by we, I mean me, but like I slept on the floor for the first nine months and I taught every single session. I had no employees. I didn't know. I didn't know you were supposed to have employees. I just figured you open a business, you did everything. And so like I would train eight sessions a day and then I would do the marketing and I'd be making the calls and I'd be setting the appointments and then I would meet with the appointments at eight o'clock, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock and I would just convince them to please come to my sketchy warehouse at eight o'clock, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night and then I'll do my sales consultations then and then after that I would do the billing for the evening and that would take me another hour and a half. Um, and then at that point, sometime in there, I would try and go out and get food, which would usually just be in and out, which I had at the, in the beginning, like that was my dinner every day. And, and people will say like, Oh, I slept like four hours every night. Like I legitimately slept four hours every night for about nine months. And like, there's a level of fatigue that some of you guys know that I know. And that I think that only some people in the fitness industry can understand, which is it's a, it's a fatigue that's in your bones that a good night's sleep can't fix. Right? Like I was so tired, like all the time, like I could lean against the wall and fall asleep in seconds. And I used to think to myself when people would say like, man, I've got sleeping problems. I'm like, you do not work hard enough. Like you do not work hard enough. Um, and I think what I made up for, I, I did not work smart when I started out. I worked hard. I worked really hard. And I did not work smart. And I make up for a lot of the we get a lot, I'm a lot more effective now. I don't work as hard as I did. Um, I just work a lot smarter. I would say probably I work about 
70% as hard as I did, but probably like five times smarter <laughs> than I used to. So that's really what it's going to come down to in the end anyways for you is how, how valuable your time can become, how skilled you can become. And that's where a lot of the hard work came in the beginning is that I had to work hard to work smarter. And so the things are, they're interrelated, right? Like if you're like, man, I'm working all the time and I feel like I'm not making forward, it's because you're not working smart enough. Like you're working hard enough and that's what's keeping you breathing, keeping your head above water, but you have to learn. And so to go full circle, he was like, man, I kind of like to party. And I was like, that's cool. I was like, entrepreneurship isn't for everyone, right? Like you have a choice and it's totally fine if you like that, you know what I mean? But like if you were in startup mode right now and you're struggling or you're not sure where, like, where this is going, like, like something's got to give, right? And like, it's either going to be the business or it's going to be your trade-off, right? Your sacrifice that you pay <laughs> um, in order to get that business that you want. Now, later, maybe it's open. We don't drink and it has, a lot of people think it's a religious thing. It's not. Um, it's, it's actually a business thing. Uh, we don't drink because I can't afford to have a day where I'm not 100% the next morning. Um, and I like to do things in excess. So if I start, I'm going to keep going. Um, and so I don't drink because I know what one day of my productivity is worth. And then when I look at that price tag on the beverages and on that night, I'm like, I would never pay that, that price tag of that day of work um, just to go out. It's not worth it to me, right? Now, the thing is, is it may be worth it to some people, and that's cool, right? But the thing is, is that like success doesn't care, right? The market does not care what your idea of work-life balance is. It does not care. It doesn't, right? It only cares about how good you are. And so like there are some real realities that you have to face at some point, which is like, how fast do I want to get good, right? How willing am I to sacrifice things in order to win? Right? And for me, I am far more driven by not losing and not being ashamed and embarrassed than I am by winning. Straight up. I am. Um, in, when I was in high school and college and the first two years after college, well, and middle school, obviously, my, uh, my major motivator was to not make my dad ashamed of me. Right? I didn't want to disappoint my dad. That was my big motivator. I got over that when I told him that I didn't want to... Uh, do my good job and I wanted to start a gym with all of this education that I had. And he was uh, super excited about that. He's not, he was not. <laughs> Took him like five years until later he was like, okay, I think it was a good idea. Um, five years, right? And so you end up like learning to get over that kind of stuff. But, um, <laughs> but for me, it was always fear of failure. And if anything, if I was gonna go ahead and forego that, that um, advice that my dad had given me of don't do this, you should stick the course that you have, you've got a nice job, like you've got a, you've got a path ahead of you, you know, you'll do this for two years to get your MBA, blah, 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 right? I had this path and I was like, well, damned if I'm gonna get proven wrong, <laughs> right? Well, damned if I'm gonna lose, right? And, and, and be wrong and have to come back home with my tail between my legs. And so that was the, that was the hard place that I was like, never. Like never, like I will never let that happen, right? And so when you have something that's in light of those decisions, and some of you guys, it's like never will I have to move my kids out of my house because I can't afford them. Can I, I can't afford the mortgage, right? Never will I be able to not be able to pay for groceries or whatever that thing is for you. Use it and put your blinders on. Focus on one business. Make smart decisions in, in terms of whether or not you should have a partner, right? Um, and just get better. 
Because at the end of the day, until you learn to become a million, multi-million, eight-figure, nine-figure, ten-figure, whatever, that type of business owner, like we all have the same hours in the day. And so the only thing that, that differentiates what we get done is our level of skill. And so if you are like, man, I don't know how to make money, it's because it's a skill that you don't have yet. And so you have to go all in on acquiring that skill so that you can have what you want, right? Be do have. I'm sure some of you guys have heard that. You have to be the type of person who can do the types of things that can make the kind of money that you want so you can have what you want, right? That's how it works. Like, so everyone's dreaming. The rest of the world's dreaming. Entrepreneurs invest in them so they can get the skills they want. And in the beginning, you have to work hard to then be able to work smarter later. So anyways... Hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, I have a lot of love for you guys. Hope this uh, you guys have an amazing, uh, what day is today? I don't know, Friday. Have a happy Friday. Um, <laughs> shows you how we, how we do our weekends. Anyways, happy Friday. Lots of love, guys. Um, if you're new to the group, welcome. Uh, I appreciate you. And uh, connect with all the other guys in the group. Um, if you are a gym owner, uh, helping turn your gym around is literally what we do. Um, I'm pretty sure, not pretty sure, I'm positive that we are by far the biggest company um, in the U.S. slash world that I know of, um, and it's because we're pretty good at what we do. So um, I'd like to help you if you are on the fence. Don't be. There's like 9 billion testimonials in here, um, and at one point you'll have to ask yourself, at what point is my disbelief more unreasonable than believing that this could be happen, this could happen for me. So anyways, lots of love, guys. Uh, 